Hello and welcome to Kaplan's NCLEX PrepCast, brought to you by KaplanNursing.com, which offers preparation courses for the NCLEX RN and the NCLEX PN examinations. Fortunately, we have on the line a very gifted and expert uh, speaker who is also a Kaplan instructor with us. Her name is Donna Belgard, and Donna has over 40 years of experience in the nursing field, which is incredibly impressive. She's been an educator, she's a director of a, or has been a director of a nursing program and has been with Kaplan as an NCLEX instructor for over seven years now. So a really, really great presenter to have with us and I'm excited to have her on the call and wanna turn it over to Donna. So welcome Donna to our PrepCast, glad to have you here. Good, thanks um, Matt. Yeah, of course. And I know I gave a very brief introduction, but I know the listeners at home would love to learn a little bit more about you. So tell the folks at home a little bit about Donna Belgard. Okay, I will. Uh, I, Matt told you about my education experience being a uh, director of a nursing program for about 10 years and now teaching for Kaplan for seven. But of course, before that, um, before I got my master's degree, I was a staff nurse school-age adolescent med surge nurse in a big metropolitan hospital in New York City. So I do have a lot of experience at the bedside. And when I decided to change my, what I wanted to do with nursing, that is when I went into teaching and that has been a wonderful experience for me. So I think that ties well as a good segue to my first question for you is as we're thinking about this whole journey of becoming a nurse and choosing a specialty. We get the context, of course, now for how you decided to become a nurse, but what was the process like for you in that journey like of going through nursing school? Did you have a specific specialty in mind? Did you change your minds? And how, how did you ultimately end up deciding on a specialty as a, a nurse in practice? Well, well, sure. Once I, once I uh, came back from that trip cross country making pancakes for a group of hippies, I got into Columbia University in a transfer program. So I'd been in school for about three and a half years in Buffalo. I moved to New York City. I started at Columbia and I started doing clinicals. And I had luckily an aha moment when I was in my pediatric clinical. I had been in several before that. I got to peds and I said, oh my goodness, this is what I wanna do. And I had met a woman there. I worked on a ped when I graduated, I got the job on that exact pediatric floor. It was a school age adolescent med surge floor, mostly leukemia, cancer, chronic illnesses, big, big metropolitan teaching hospital. And I loved the rounds and I loved the education and the teamwork on the floor. So I had got my aha moment during nursing school and then I knew where I wanted to be, was lucky enough to get the job. And I worked there for five years, became friendly with a clinical nurse specialist, um, an advanced practice nurse, and she was a liaison between children with cancer and the families and the nurses and the doctors, and she became a mentor for me. And uh, what I did was I applied to the graduate program in which she was teaching at Columbia. So then I went, followed that dream, but having a mentor who I admired and really loved what she did was what pushed me to go to graduate school. And I did. And I graduated with a clinical specialty in mental family and community mental health. And I found a job where I was using that, uh, that wonderful graduate program. And I worked in a hospital 
uh, extended care for a small hospital, extended care for children. It was like a nursing home for children with chronic illnesses whose parents couldn't take care of them. It was my dream job and it was wonderful. I met with kids in groups. I met with faculty, but then I got married and I moved to Liberty, New York, where I found myself again working as a staff nurse in a small community hospital, again in pediatrics, but a very different, different type of hospital. Uh, I took a break. I had two children. Then I worked as a school nurse substitute, which was fun. I really liked that. I did home care with an ALS patient for a number of years and then decided to teach. And as you said, Matt, I uh, was a director of a nursing program. I started as a clinical adjunct. Then I was a lead instructor. Then I directed the nursing program. <laughs> and when I retired from the community college, I thought, what do I want to do? I want to be in the classroom with nurses. They're my favorite people. What better than to be in a classroom? So I joined Kaplan. And that's what I've been doing for the last seven years. It's been a long journey, uh, certainly an exciting journey. And uh, one, the decision to become a nurse is one that I never, ever questioned and or thought that it was not the right decision. So nursing has been very, very good to me. And I, I think I've been good to nursing. So that's my story. That's my journey. Yeah, I'd have to agree <laughs> with you. I think there are two takeaways of probably anyone. Well, first of all, the two takeaways are one, uh, we're very happy to have you here at Kaplan. And two, anyone who is listening is probably going, wow, that is an impressive story. And you definitely have had a really interesting and impressive journey uh, through nursing. So it's uh, cool to hear that all talked out. And I don't think yeah. I've, I've heard the, the extent of your story. So that's, that's even interesting for me to hear. We should probably tell the people listening that I am 65. I didn't do this all between 35 and 45. This has been a long lifetime journey. Well, anyone who meets you would not believe it. So yeah. that's... Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you talk about the idea of, obviously, you went into nursing school and then you, you had this aha moment. You figured out what you wanted to do. What would you, or how, what would you suggest to new graduates in terms of selecting the, the specialty that they want to go into? Okay, I think, I think if you're lucky enough to have that aha moment during your time in nursing school, uh, even if you're lucky enough to have it when you're, when you're in lecture and you find that the cardiac patient is what really interests you, if you're lucky enough to have that, then that kind of solves your, your problem of trying to figure it out because you have that aha moment. Um, if, you, if you have a mentor and you watch her during if you see someone that's doing wound care and you just find it to be so incredible the way she or he is doing it, then let them be your mentor and then you could get your aha moment after that. If you don't, if, if you see a nurse that's doing something you admire, talk to them. You have to find out if, um, I wanna say one other thing before I go on. You have to know yourself. You have to know yourself and what you're capable of and what you're capable of doing and what makes you happy and what doesn't make you happy and what you can, what you do best. And if you don't have that aha moment, you need to kind of look at yourself and see and think and figure out what would be best for you. But there are um, plenty of thing, other things to consider besides your aha moment and what would make you happy. Yeah, I was going to even ask, we were talking about this aha moment and I think we can classify that as the moment when you decide that you're, you're, 
you're being pulled towards something. You have, you, you, like you said, you're taking a class and you realize that what you're talking about in that class is so interesting and it's just, it, it ignites a passion in you that that's what you want to do. But I also know that there are cases where you might go through nursing school and you might never really have that aha moment, that moment where you just are ignited and know that this is what you want to do. So for those who are listening who maybe have not had that experience, what would you recommend to them? Do they need to choose a specialty? And if they do, or if you would recommend that they do, how can they still proceed with choosing a specialty without necessarily having that instilled passion? I think that that is a very good question. And I'm sure that many people out there have not had their aha moment. Sometimes it takes the whole going through all of nursing school, see what's there, and then start to think. So if you don't have an aha moment, what I would suggest is it's not necessary to have one. There are plenty of things to consider when choosing the area of nursing that you want. I mentioned personality and interests. Okay, I'm going to talk a little bit about more about this later in the podcast because I have something interesting I want to tell you. But good advice is to know yourself. Are you a nurse who likes action and quick decisions or does better with a slower pace and the status quo? Do you like dealing with a lot of different kinds of people? Would you rather work with that's not the case? Are you like to, do you like to work within a team or are you more an independent worker? Those are things you have to think about. You also have to think very important about the job setting. There are hospitals, there's a setting, hospital setting, which has different parts too. It has a large teaching metropolitan hospital where it's a teaching hospital or a choice of a small community hospital. You have to know what you're right for, what will mesh with you. Also non-hospital jobs, school nurse, which I did for a while. I got a lot out of that. Public health nurse, working in clinics, industrial nurse, research, some people that really are not that much people, people might be very good in research. Rescue helicopters, those are what a lot of times the men in the class, they want to ride the helicopters and I don't want to be gender biased, but they do like the rescue helicopters or the flight nurses. So you have to think of which setting you want to work in, which physical setting. Another really important thing is our level of pressure. Do you, but I sometimes when I, I'm at the end of the nursing, the NCLEX review course, and I say, this is how you're going to study. You need to know if you need to be under a certain amount of stress to really perform well and study well, or if stress really derails you. So if the level of pressure, if you thrive on 24 seven on call, or the emergency department's constantly changing patients, or do you want a quiet or unchanging, set, unchanging setting where you get to know the patients, where you take care of them for five days in a row? Know yourself and how you handle stress. So, so far we've talked about your personality and interest, job setting, where you really want to work, levels of pressure. You also have to talk about, think about your support system as well as your responsibilities. If you have a spouse and you have children or you have aging parents or whatever it is and you have a lot of responsibilities, what you're going to look for might be very different from what you're going to look for if you are single with no attachments and the world is kind of your oyster and you could go anywhere that you want and you want to have a support system. Last thing I want to say, two last things, special qualifications or certifications, if those are needed for the area you want to go into, if you choose this area, you have to be aware that you're most likely going to spend some time and money on advancing your professional um, education. 
if you need a certification to continue in that area, if you need a master's degree to continue in that area, then you might want to consider that also, and also location and job market. Can you relocate or not? If you don't have a lot of responsibilities, you can relocate. Do you need to find jobs in your area? And you know what? Sometimes you might need to start on one area and work your way to your desired area because it might not be available to you where you live. So I would think those are all things you should consider. Yeah, it's incredible. There's, there's, there are all those things to consider. And I, I can even say with a sort of a, a footnote here for anyone who's thinking about certifications. And if you haven't listened in order to our podcast, which is fine, I would encourage you to go back because there is a previous episode where we talk a lot more in depth about certifications. So you might be able to find some more information as w- in there as well. And Donna, you prompted so many follow-up questions for me just in this one answer, which is amazing. But one thing that, that kind of emerged in my head is you're talking about the things to consider. One other thing that I know some nursing students ask about especially those who might not be tied down to a particular specialty in mind, is thinking about the future need. We know that in, in general, the nursing field as a whole, there is going to be a lot of growth and a lot of opportunity for nurses to, or nursing students to become nurses. There's going to be a lot of growth in the job market, but we also know that there are some emerging specialties, either some new specialties or some new areas where we see growth. How important is it, or is it a a good idea? Is it something you should consider at a top list of factors? Where where would it lie in terms of thinking about what the future job need is going to be, and if that is a specialty you should pursue or not? You know, I guess it has to do with two things. It, again, has to do with your personality. If you are someone that knows you will be happy for most of your career working on a med surge floor in your local community hospital, knowing all the patients, all that business, then I don't really think that you're going to be overly concerned with the direction that it's going. You know, if you're not kind of like a a risk taker or a um, looking to change in the future. But the areas that are, you know, this immunotherapy for cancer and things, those are things that are really coming about that uh, my daughter is an oncology nurse. So she has been looking at that and looking if she wanted to get her master's in something along that line. So I think if you're someone that has your whole nursing life ahead of you and you want to make sure that you will keep on progressing and moving and changing, then those new things that are coming up would be important to you. If you're a non-traditional student and you're 40 years old and you just got your nursing degree and it's a second career and you're going to be working in the community hospital in your area, then you might be completely satisfied with staying there and doing that. It's, it's really a lot about who you are and what you need and what you want to do. But then there's the financial aspect too. If you're just starting out and you want to make sure that you could progress, then you want to look at the new areas and uh, see where they're going. Yeah, that makes sense. And that, that prompts me to even ask the second follow-up question okay. that I had because you brought it up again, which is great. And that idea of, of knowing thyself and mm-hmm. knowing your personality, knowing your interests. What about people who might not know themselves that well? And I know we all, we all like to believe that we know ourselves perfectly. <laughs> I think I fall into that trap too. But what, what about the person who doesn't know themselves fully? Or how do you even know if you are completely self-aware? Well, 
you know, I think when you think about it, a lot of the nursing students that come through my NCLEX class are 22. You know, they've, they've decided they wanted to be a nurse, but, and they think they know each themselves very well, but sometimes they need a lot, of, a little bit of help. So if you don't know yourself so well, I found something very interesting when I was doing a little research for this podcast, doing a little reading, and I found the answer to this question, or at least one very interesting answer to this question. Um, the answer was a detailed personality test. So I said, okay, so here they're saying, if you're a nurse and you're not sure what you want to do, take this personality test and it will give you some ideas. And I thought, well, I'm going to look into this because I never took a personality test to decide what kind of nurse I wanted to be. And um, so again, knowing yourself is most important in selecting the area of nursing. I mean, there are a lot of other things, but I think you have to know what's going to make you happy. So I found this test. It's called DISC. You take up uh, a... Um, a questionnaire. It's not all nursing questions. It's personality questions. And DISC stood for the four different types of people. And this was particular for nursing, this part. Dominance, influence, steadiness, steadiness, and consciousness. Now, conscientiousness. No, consciousness. Okay. So when I looked up the description of these four, I immediately knew which group I was in. And my daughter, who has become a nurse, in the, she was, became a nurse four years ago, which group my daughter was in. And we were in the exact same group. And both of us are working in the area, have worked in the area that they suggested. So I thought, hmm, I didn't take this test, but this would be an interesting thing to tell you. I'll try to do it as quickly as possible. So the dominance person would want, like action, quick decisions, immediate results, problem solving, and being in charge. Well, that's not me, and that wasn't my daughter either. So this would be the emergency room, trauma, flight nurse, those other ones I told you before, the higher levels of stress, the excitement, the movement, that everything's always changing. So if you, if you do this test and they say you're a D person, dominance, those might be the areas you would wanna work in. The second one was influence focused on people and establishing relationships, compatibility, teamwork, optimism, creativity, likes to talk and tell stories. The best part of nursing is the people. That, that's me. And that's my daughter also. So I worked in psych and mental health and peds. Those are three of the places that they suggested. And my daughter works in oncology. And that's the other one they suggested. So isn't it interesting that I fit right into that right into that little paragraph and so does my daughter and we both ended up working in those areas. Wow, yeah, that's really interesting. The other two, um, steadiness is cooperation and coordination with the team to accommodate all tasks. Loyal, dependable, strives to maintain stable environment, prefers the status quo. They can work in all types of nursing but not critical specialties. They would like to work in all types of nursing but not critical specialties like ICU, NICU, and the emergency department. And those people, those nurses are known as the quiet heroes of nursing. They come in, they do the job, they get everything done, they're loyal, they work, they work well, and then they go home. They are the, I like the way they say it, known as the quiet heroes of nursing. And then the last one, ensuring quality and accuracy, attention to details, weighing pros and cons, 
upholding standards, subtle approach to conflicts, they will be nurse researchers, quality improvement, nurse educator also, and administrators. So the administrators I've known fit right into that category. So you don't have to take this test, but you could do any kind of test to find out what it is you do and that you're good at, and then see if it gels with where you think you might want to work. I just found it very interesting. Most of you are a blend of a couple of these categories, and this can help you know yourself better. There are other tests called, there's one called the Myers-Briggs, M-Y-E-R-S, Briggs, B-R-I-G-G-S, and that one is the D, what was it, D, I told you what it was, D-I-S-C test. You might want to go on and do it. If you Google choosing a nursing specialty, some of the tests will come up. Those are both really interesting. I've, I've personally taken the Myers-Briggs test. I've yeah. not taken the DISC. Yeah. But the, that, that one sounds interesting too. And what I also know to be true is that technically, you're, while your personality doesn't change too much, sometimes your results on the test change over time. So mm -hmm. I think the last time I took Myers-Briggs was 2013. So I'm probably due to take it again. <laughs> <laughs> you have yeah, to return for changed. another examination, right? Yes, exactly. Another another personality checkup <laughs> to right, see right, right. where I land. So those are those are interesting resources and, and certainly places that nurses can go. I found them very interesting, especially when I looked at what the description and realized what I met completely, and then where they said I should work is where I've worked my whole career. So very interesting. Yeah, for sure. And, and definitely answers that question of how we can figure ourselves out and, and, and really identify our personality in a, in a very structured way uh, by, by going after those, those personality tests and, and therefore being able to figure out what you want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a, a follow-up question to that as well yeah. and, or about this topic in general. And I'm going to ask it bluntly and then elaborate. Um, what if you're wrong? So what if you go into a specialty and you're convinced that especially as you're, you're learning this stuff in nursing school that you know say you want to be an oncology an oncology nurse and you're learning oncology in nursing school you're loving it everything you're learning and you just know this is a passion this is what you want to pursue and then you, you go through the motions you work hard you get a nursing job in oncology and whether it's in the first month or the first year or even 10 years later, if you figure out that this is not the specialty you want to pursue anymore, how do you recover from that? Can you change specialties? How easy is it to do that? What are the steps that you would recommend someone take in that situation? Well, I never had that experience because as I said, I stayed in the area that I liked. Um, I think that you just admit it to yourself, admit that it's not working, speak to your manager, speak to someone at the hospital, if, especially if you want to stay within that hospital, and you say, this is not really where I think I should be. And, you know, nursing skills are transferable unless it's a real specialty, like unless you've only worked in the NICU for your whole time, and now you want to go to uh, med surgery, you want to go to something else, you might have to do some um, extra work you might have to pass some 
testing, you might have to take some online course or they might give you a good orientation to the other floor, but there's really no shame in it because for your patients and for you to you not be for you not to be someplace that you think belong doesn't do anything for anybody. But you can certainly change where you're working. You can certainly change specialties, you know, and floors. Um, my daughter, which should I tell this whole long story now, Matt, that I have here? You, you, since you mentioned her, I was curious to hear about her journey as well. So if you, yeah, I, I would love to hear more about, to add, to add context for someone else and what they did right. using a specialty. So yeah, that, absolutely. Let's, let's hear that story. Well, she, she, my daughter, Erica, I like to talk about her because I'm proud of her and because this is a good story to tell you because when she got out of nursing school, she had two bachelor's degrees, one in biology and psych from University of Connecticut. And then she decided she wanted to be a nurse like her mother. So she went to an accelerated program at Columbia, 13 months to learn all of the nursing. Wow. He was supposed to go back and finish and become an NP, nurse practitioner. But my daughter decided, this is an interesting thing to tell you. She decided she did not want to be a nurse practitioner. She wanted to do bedside nursing. So she left Columbia before she did the NP. They're not that happy with people that do that, but that's what she did. Because she wanted to be on the floor. She wanted to spend time with patients. She didn't want to work in a clinic. So she did, know what she, she did not know what she wanted. She thought maybe the NICU, but she wasn't really sure. She did not have an aha moment, but she did know what she didn't. She did know what she did not want, which was she didn't want to finish out the nurse practitioner then. So she had difficulty finding a job when she graduated. And it was really during the time when they were not hiring new grads the year she graduated because it was right after that um, government shutdown and the financial crisis and all this business. So it won't happen to you guys because everyone is now getting jobs fairly easily and uh, healthcare is one of the fastest growing employment. So anyway, she tried to find a job in New York City and then in Miami. She, did, she knew what she didn't want. She didn't want a small community hospital out in the middle of a hayfield. You know, she wanted a large metropolitan teaching hospital. I called my college roommate, who is now, who is now a world-renowned oncologist, hematologist, who has traveled the world presenting at conferences. She lives in Seattle and worked at the University of Washington Medical Center. I said, get my daughter an interview, Terry, and uh, you don't have to do anything other than give, her the, give them her resume and get her an interview. She got the interview, flew to Seattle, was offered a job on the leukemia bone marrow transplant floor, which was nothing she thought she would ever want to do, ever. She wanted to work with kids. She, wanted to, she got that job. She took the position, moved from New York City to Seattle and started work. Now, this go back again to she had no responsibilities. She wasn't married. She didn't even have a steady boyfriend. She was 24 years old, so she could change her location really easily. This is, this is where those different things start coming in. If she was married with children, she probably wouldn't fly off to Seattle to get the job. There was a long orientation. She could not give chemo until she took a course and passed the certification, which she did. She's now Erica Belgard, RN, BSN, CON, which is Certified Oncology Nurse. She worked in Seattle for two years and is now a traveling nurse in California, which might interest somebody listening because she has worked in four medical centers in California, all on the oncology bone marrow treatment floors, always in cities and on the coast and near beaches. <laughs> and now she works in an oncology clinic in San Diego. Next is Austin, Texas. So the reason I told you that story is really, again, 
I'm very proud of her. But more importantly, she did not have her aha moment until she started working. She started working there. She loved it. She considered opportunities, location, responsibilities, which she had none. And most importantly, the type of person she is, is what influenced her when she got there. She loved it. So there's no saying that you have to have an aha moment or that you have to know what you want to do. You can take a job. You could see if it's what you love. And believe me, if she hadn't loved it, she would have changed. So there's so many ways to figure out what you want and some ways um, that you figure out that you don't want. Uh, and that's her story. So it's, it's interesting because that was the furthest thing from her mind. Very interesting. I can see why you're proud of her for sure. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 an impressive story, and uh, it's it's great that you. I'm happy that you told it too because it again gives different context. And there's your journey, which is different from her journey. And in choosing a specialty, I mean, you both had you both found and had that aha moment at different times. And even in the case of Erica, she obviously started on one path and then decided she wanted to go on another path. And certainly it didn't prove to be too late. She pursued it and she made it happen. Well, let me also say though, her aha moment took a while because when you get to a new place and you're the new kid on the block and the orientation is six weeks and you're, you can't give the chemo. So you have to get the other nurse to come and give it. She didn't fall in love with it right away. That's the other thing I want people to know. She went, she wanted a job. She was working she started to learn. She felt like a fish out of water until she settled in so that when you get that aha moment, I mean, don't expect to walk in and just say, oh, this is for me. This is the greatest because your first job is going to be stressful. So that's what she did. She stuck with it and it became her, her area. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. And I think that's probably a, uh, a good note to end on, right? We had <laughs> a good discussion on what, how you choose your specialty and all the factors to consider and have two really great concrete examples of two different paths that you can go down. And of course, there are even more than that when you uh, are ultimately deciding what specialty you want to pursue. So Donna, thank you so much again. I just want to say one more thing. Yeah, to go ahead, go ahead. One thing I wish for all of you, honestly, is no matter how you find your path, that you always love nursing and believe it was one of the best decisions you ever made because that's one of the biggest points. And I think that will happen to many of you. That's an even better note to end it on. It's a good note, <laughs> <So>. right? <laughs> Definitely. No, thank you for adding that in. And again, thank you so much for uh, coming back onto our podcast. And I think everyone listening will agree that we definitely have to have you back on the show again. So thank you so much, Donna. Thank you, Matt. Absolutely. Bye, everybody. Take care. And for those of you who are listening at home, we want to hear from you. So how did you end up choosing a nursing specialty? If you're a nurse, what specialty are you in? Is it what you expected to be doing in nursing school? If you're in nursing school right now, what are you hoping to do? What is the specialty that you're looking to pursue? And of course, let us know. Reach out to us on Facebook or on Twitter. We would love to hear from you and be sure to let us know as well what other topics you would like to hear in a future episode of this show. And lastly, please remember to go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a comment and a rating in the iTunes store and let us know what you think of this show. I want to thank you as always for tuning into our podcast and we look forward to seeing you again in a future PrepCast. 